Hey there, and welcome to the Box Office Watch podcast, where we keep watch on how much money movies are making and why. This is the show for the weekend of August 14th through August 16th, 2020. My name is Paulo, and I'm your host. So last week was a bit of a monster of an episode with a ton of news and even the, the return of the box office concept. Uh, between the size of last week's show and there not being much this week, uh, there's going to be a bit of a sort of episode this week. Um, I like to think of it as the calm before the storm that is the return of the box office next weekend, August 21st. Uh, it would not be an understatement, I think, to say that depending on how the box office goes over the next couple of weeks, the course of how movies are distributed could forever be changed. So, to recap, this coming weekend, the 21st, we have Solstice Studios' road rage film Unhinged, starring Russell Crowe, expanding wide into the U.S. with an estimated 2,000 theaters. Major exhibitors AMC, Cinemark, and Regal Theaters are all targeting this weekend to reopen at least some, if not most, of their screens. Uh, and obviously, in further weeks, they'll continue to open up more theaters. Uh, Unhinged opened the 300 theaters in Canada this past weekend and made about $582,000, about $1940 per theater. Uh, amusingly, head of Solstice Studios Mark Gill suggested that this relatively lower uh, per theater average is perhaps because our northern brothers are a little too nice uh, for the film compared to in the States where 82% of Americans are ex- have experienced road raids and he expects the film to do a lot better next week. Uh, this will be the first wide release since the pandemic started um, and uh, Unhinged has made about $4 million internationally to date, uh, mostly in Europe. In addition to Unhinged, uh, August 21st will also be the U.S. release for South Korean film Peninsula, as well as the 10-year anniversary screening of Inception as a warm-up to Chris Nolan's Tenet. Uh, next next week, the weekend after that uh, is August 28th, and that's kind of a, the, another really big weekend. Um, we have The New Mutants set to premiere. It's the first film from one of the major five studios to open wide in the States since the pandemic began, um, after being delayed for you know two plus years at this point. Uh, presumably, if 2,000 theaters are going to be open for Unhinged, more should be open for The New Mutants. Uh, tickets go on sale the day this episode comes out, August 18th. Uh, in limited theaters, in the limited releases, we have certain Slides the personal history of David Copperfield, which already premiered in the United Kingdom. Uh, in addition, we'll also have the in theater and VOD release of Orion Pictures' Bill and Ted Face the Music, um, wherever theaters are able to accommodate it. Uh, so, this is kind of like a split release, a relatively smaller film, so not like a major, major film like what's coming up uh, the week after. Um, I definitely need to make sure that I need to watch the first two Bill and Ted films before I watch this one. Uh, looking abroad on the 28th, uh, this is the long, uh, Tenet, the long-awaited Christopher Nolan film from Warner Brothers, will be releasing in multiple international markets. Uh, one market it will not be opening, though, in is China, as the 28th is presumably the release date of Disney's live-action remake of Mulan. It looks like in these markets, the new mutants will be pushed uh, a little bit so as not to conflict with these two films. China will have also have the 10th anniversary screening of Inception on this date, though, again, that's competing up against Mulan. Finally, September 4th, uh, Labor Day weekend, we will see Tenet makes its way back to, New- to the United States theaters wherever they happen to be open. Uh, in addition, in markets where Disney Plus is available, the live-action remake of Mulan will be av- available for release on Disney Plus, including here in the States, for a one-time $30 fee. Uh, there are more films on the release schedule after that for the rest of the month, but I'll leave it at that. We definitely want to see how these next couple of weeks go before making prognostications on how uh, the rest of the movie industry is going to move. 
So as of the 12th, so about a, about a week ago, uh, 43 out of 50 states are allowing movie theaters to be open with some degree of restrictions in place. Uh, the states that do not have theaters open are California, New York, Arizona, New Mexico, New Jersey, Maryland, and North Carolina. It remains to be seen if these states will make the call to allow movie theaters to reopen by uh, next weekend, if not the weekend after that. Uh, in my case, I'm hoping that the scientists and public health officials ascertain it's safe for New York and New York City to do so. Uh, so I can get back to the theaters, though. Obviously, uh, if not, you know that's just the way the cookie crumbles. We wear masks, people. Uh, a poll from the Morning Consult found that 74% of Americans are not likely to go back to the theater within the next month. Um, however, despite that, 67% said they would not see Tenet if it was op- offered for at-home screening uh, opening weekend. 20% said they would rather see Mulan in theaters, while 26% said that they'd purchase it on Disney+, Plus. with about with the remaining 50% or so saying that they didn't have any strong opinions either way. Um, that 26% is kind of in line with the estimates I gave last week on how many people would need to watch Mulan on theater uh, on Disney Plus for it to break even. Um, though to say, though I did another calculation for another Reddit comment uh, earlier this week uh, that said that about 44% of Disney Plus owners would need to buy the movie in order to get close to the billion dollar thrust mark uh, of what Disney would have taken home from their uh, box office if it had the theatrical release. Um, and back to the morning console poll, about half of all Americans think that all movies in 2020 should just be pushed back to 2021. Uh, with regard to Tenet specifically, a couple other things that have come out come to light. Um, there will apparently be special preview events as early as August 31st. Uh, while the full embargo lifts on the 21st, the same day tickets go on sale, uh, some impressions have come out from press screenings saying that the film is very good. Um, you know, It's good for Nolan fans. It's also good for people who aren't fans of Nolan's other classic films like Inception and Interstellar. Um, one notable part you know, of the deal also that's come out between exhibitors and Warner Brothers to show Tenet, in addition to complying with local uh, safety standards, Warner Brothers is saying that films will need to give it a 63% share of gross revenue. This is much higher than the normal 50% uh, cut that you see Warner Brothers taking. Um, you know, UV the 65% range is what we see for Disney films. In addition to a higher per theater, uh, per uh, uh, distributor exhibitor split um you know warner brothers is also demanding that movie theaters show at least uh the film for at least four to 12 weeks um and they have to show tenant on their largest non-imax screen in the theater depending on the number of screens if you have nine plus screens you know you have to show it for at least 12 weeks which is a full three months uh in theaters uh on the other hand if you're a single screen theater that'll be closer to four weeks which coincidentally puts it puts theaters right at the time when wonder woman 1984 will be coming to theaters in october uh, these sort of demands are what you'd normally, again, expect from Disney, but given that Warner is taking a huge risk being the first major studio with a major film, non, the, the New Mutants notwithstanding, uh, they kind of have the upper hand in negotiations. Uh, these demands, you know, to a super long commitment for, on the larger screen, which presumably will be capped to meet local law. So, you know, they ha- they, that, that might be why they're asking for the larger screen to maximize revenue. Uh, suggest that Tenet and indeed most other movies in the near future that are coming to theaters will not be going for a high, uh, you know, box uh, revenue number. Um, you know, for the opening weekend to spread word of mouth, but going on the quality of the films um, and playing the long game of trying to have super, you know, long legs, very low drops week over week with superior word of mouth. 
And again, word of mouth seems good, and that especially seems to be the case with pre-sales. In Korea, about 40,000 pre-sale tickets have been sold, about two-thirds of what uh, Captain Marvel had a couple of weeks before it premiered. Uh, And in the UK, about 60% of theaters at the movie theater chain views online sales have been for Tenet. Uh, Notably, Chris Nolan is a son of uh, Britain, so um, a little bit of a home field advantage there. Uh, you know, one other thing that really helps Tenet, uh, you know, Chris Nolan is definitely a big fan of IMAX and, and the big screen. Uh, so, you know, IMAX screens are going to be in a bit of a play here. And according to data out of China and other markets where that have already reopened, IMAX films and screenings of IMAX theaters are in more demand than usual. Um, this perhaps indicates that people, you know, if they're going to go out to see a movie, they're going to want to see it on the biggest screen possible. You know, I'm going to go out risk catching coronavirus, so might as well, you know, make the most of this experience. Um, so, yeah, I guess that I think, you know, with premium serv- uh, formats such as IMAX, uh, you know, costing more than the normal ticket, this is going to only help the tenant bottom line. Uh, speaking of China, you know, the past weekend box office was dominated by the re-release of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. It made 13.65 million US dollars. This puts the total box office uh, of uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone about 2 million US dollars away from the coveted 1 billion lifetime gross mark, meaning that sometime this week we should see Harry Potter cross in the billion dollar movie club. Uh, you know, the box office for China as a whole grew about 65% week over week, um, partly helped due to the reduced restrictions on seating in theaters from 30% of capacity up to 50% of capacity. Um, other international, though technically domestic, um, just because that's the way that domestic numbers work, Canada, uh, SpongeBob, Sponge on the Run, opened in 300 theaters in Canada, taking the number one spot with $900,000 uh, US dollars. Um, again, in the States, SpongeBob will be coming to us via the CBS All Access app in 2021. Now, you know, I have been for the past couple of months. Uh, fun fact, this is the 26th episode, uh, you know, halfway through a year of, of doing this weekly podcast. Um, there, I've, I've kind of fallen into the habit of talking about streaming news uh, just because that's where all the movies are nowadays. And there are some streaming news, you know, that I could talk about, um, you know, Apple TV is making a bundle for streaming services. There are some films that have announced dates for HBO Max and, and other services. Warner Brothers is potentially selling their anime streaming site Crunchyroll to Sony. Uh, DC has their version virtual fan convention DC Fandom coming on Saturday. Uh, Netflix is getting into the Broadway game after Disney Plus' success with uh, Hamilton by having the premiere of the Broadway musical Diana uh, come sometime next year. However, I want to get back into talking more about, you know, a theatrical box office. So I'm not, I'm not going to go too deep into those stories, just those headlines. Instead, I'll close on three smaller items. Uh, first, Chloe Zhao, who is the director of the upcoming Marvel film The Eternals, uh, she has another independent film this year called Nomadland, starring Frances McDormand. Uh, it will have a theatrical release December 4th. Really excited. I think this might be uh, Disney slash Fox's major play for the Oscars, um, aside from potentially Wes Anderson's um, uh, uh, Friends Dispatch, which doesn't yet have a release date. So excited that Chloe Zhao's film has a release date. Um, if you are a fan of my uh, other podcast, the Oscars Death Race podcast, you know, this is definitely one I think to keep an eye on. Uh, secondly, Sony Pictures, no, not, not a super big, but given, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago I talked about, or last week I talked about going to the drive-in theaters. Um, super fun to see that Sony had uh, experience where their historic, you know, uh, movie lot, uh, that they had um, at Culver City. They're turning it actually into a drive-in theater for 12 weekends to show films from the Sony uh, catalog of films. Um, you know, And they're also going to have the limited premiere, I guess, of 75 cars, uh, $30 per car, of the Selena Gomez-produced film, The Broken Hearts Gallery. 
So good on them. Uh, you know, definitely wish I could get back to the drive-in theater again. Finally, uh, AMC plans on opening 100 of its theaters later this week. Um, the first day will be August 20th, uh, which should be Thursday. Um as of the yeah Thursday, um, and tickets then will be only fifteen cents. So if you are in a place that is lucky enough to have an AMC that's reopening and you feel good about going out, remember to wear your mask. Uh, you can buy watch a movie like Black Panther or The Empire Strikes Back for only fifteen cents, the same price as when uh, AMC o- began operations a hundred years ago in nineteen twenty. Um, and then again in the future, uh, in the in the future, you know later this weekend, uh, August twenty first, uh, we will see other films uh, such as films like Back to the Future, Grease, and Ghostbusters. Uh, those will be uh, for five dollar tickets, and then new films such as Unhinged and The New Mutants will be for approximately ten dollars. Um, so I think you know this is definitely AMC trying to ease people back into watching movies in theaters again, um, and expecting the prices to return to full uh, on September fourth for tenants release um you know also fun f- uh, for those of you who are using amc a list as myself apparently you will be getting a credit for ten dollars to use uh, in the movie theater uh through october so you know trying to you know hopefully entice us back into the theaters um they will they have also confirmed that will there will be no price changes uh through june 2021 um so you know that's 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 kind of a little bit of a reassurance. Though I think they're also going to be changing uh, the window in which they have to announce they're going to make the changes from 90 days to 30 days. Um, and then finally, AMC A list users. This is useful useful for myself to know. Um, you will need to either choose to cancel or keep your service, and they will begin. Resume, resume billing uh, on December 1st. So, you know, hopefully for me, movie theaters reopen by December 1st here in New York City so I can begin uh, using my AMC A-list to begin trying to catch up uh, on my uh, Oscar watch list uh, for the year, hopefully in time for, for Nomadland, which I just talked about. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think I'm somewhere around like 70-something films for the year, so uh, still have some time to get to 100 for the year. In any case, this is the end of this episode of the Box Office Watch podcast. Uh, you know, get ready for next week. Uh, strap in. We're definitely, hopefully, back with actual box office numbers to analyze. Uh, Shoot me an email at boxofficewatchpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at BOWatchPodcast if you want to get in touch. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play as well. If you leave a review on your podcast service of choice or on podchaser.com, that would be super helpful. I'll include those links in the show notes. Numbers used in the show come from thenumbers.com. Our intro and outro music come from Kevin MacLeod. You can find his stuff at thecompetech.filmmusic.io. Editing and production is provided by Ninja Boy Media. Until next time, this has been the Box Office Watch Podcast. And remember, my watch goes on.